What's going on, everybody? Welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 93, recorded and released today, Thursday, September 29th, 2019, plus one year is 2020. I don't yeah. know why I said 2019. I was like, wait a I minute. I saw all these nines. I'm like, September 9, 29, 9, 93, 9, <laughs> It's like the opposite of 666. It's super lucky. I don't know. Oh, I'm just you know what witchcraft is when the 999 goes upside down. When the 666 goes upside down? <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god. Thanks for joining and listening to us banter about, I don't know, everything and anything. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me here is the uh, old one, the the old man, 29 whole year old, whole years old. I am 29 whole years old now. Do you feel old? How does it feel? Tell me. Um, Nothing really changed. Mm. If anything, my back pain has improved because of this chair that I will continue to plug every single episode. <laughs> Go ahead, Ahmed. Tell us about your chair. Uh, it's so nice. It's been two weeks now, and I just... Imagine just sitting in the lap of luxury. And where can we find this chair? You could find it at secretlab.co. Be sure to use code WHATTHEFUNCAST for 10% off your purchase. Can, can you imagine? If we got sponsored? I don't know. Oh. I, Maybe I really I'll send him an email. How. Be like, let me you plug could. you guys to all 50 of our listeners. 50 is a decent yeah, number. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. We may only have 50 listeners, but like every couple days, I get a notification on Facebook. It's like, you have nine new views. You have 10 new views. Now, is it us just clicking refresh every time? Maybe. But views on Facebook. Is. Yeah, oh, I, I don't was keep like, up. What? Do you upkeep the Facebook page? I don't keep up the Facebook page. No, I, I like every once in a while I'll post something, but like lately I haven't. But um, I'll get a notification because obviously we run the page together, and I'll get a notification like, "What the Funcast has nine new views or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, I think I who's viewing the Facebook page?" <laughs> I don't know, because it's like so, nothing's on there. I don't know. Maybe people are just like mistyping. What the f? maybe i mean how this all started yeah we're definitely that is how it's all started um we're definitely more active most active on twitter if you're not following us on social media yet you should follow us on twitter instagram is like uh, when i'm when i feel like it because like i don't know making content for instagram is much more uh exhausting and it really is and it's like every time i think about doing it i don't know life is just exhausting that's the bottom line yes i think about it i'm like I write a tweet and I like retweet the tweet that you send and then I don't know it's just it's tiring. Streaming is tiring, playing video games is tiring. Streaming is fine. That's easy. But streaming is yes, fine. Playing but video the problem games that are I tiring. have yes. I literally I literally sat in bed yesterday at 9:45 almost 10 o'clock and like I played Forza <laughs> Thanks for asking what I was doing. I'll take it upon myself <laughs> to just talk about it. So, I booted up my Xbox and I'm like I'm going to try this Lego DLC in Forza Horizon and it's interesting. Um I've realized that, like, racing games really aren't for me. I got, like, very bored. And then I saw, like, all, the, like, the building block things where it was, like, you get 20 bricks if you do this challenge or 20 bricks if you do that challenge. I'm like, wow, I'm tired all of a sudden. And I do not want to play this <laughs> because it's, like, build your house, whatever. I'm like, this is cute, whatever. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I don't know. There's one thing that I kind of got a little bit spoiled with, like, Lego Dimensions and some of the other Lego games where everything is made of Lego. Like, the bricks... Like, the water ponds, they're all little Lego bricks when you splash through them. And, like, that didn't happen with Forza, which is fine. Yeah, like, the not roads are still to. asphalt and everything. Like, it's not yeah. as great right. as you think it would be. And, and like, the expansion was seven ninety nine. So, did I waste a lot of money on it? No, it's $8. That's okay. It was fun to try. Maybe I'll pick it up again at some point, but I'm good. Didn't, but anyway, so did, I turned off my Xbox. Wait a minute. Doesn't the Xbox, or doesn't the expansion come with Game Pass? No. Are you sure? I don't remember buying it. You bought the Ultimate Edition with all the cars. Oh, you're right. I did. Okay, correct. Never mind. Yeah. Continue. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I remember what you spent your money on. <laughs> I'm glad besides you are that chair. Um, oh my god. So I opened. So I sat there and I I booted up my Switch. I'm like, oh man, like I love my Switch so much. And then like I literally booted up Hades and I was I immediately started falling asleep. Like my brain just goes so fast all day that by the time I try to like shut down my body's like ah yes it's nap time it's sleep time sorry it's, it's time also, to go to sleep the sound of the rain just kicked in and I was like who's like rattling outside but it's just the rain <laughs> tapping against the windows I'm, the I refuse to close my the garbage dumpsters. Yeah, this, this episode will just have ambience of the rain pitter pattering in the it's background pronounced, it's pronounced ambiance you're right correct the ambiance of rain padding in, in the background because I am sweating from every pore on my body because of how humid it is so I'm gonna let the rain fall down and wash away. What is it? How does the song go? Hillary Duff. Let the oh rain my God. fall down. 
Dun-na. We're coming clean. Get hit with, That's what we're going to get hit with copyright claims <laughs> because of your singing. Shut up. Anyways. But yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It was very great. Thanks for interrupting me <laughs> and not even letting me speak. I was going to comment now. So yes, the no. The disrespect. I agree. Video games are exhausting. Like, not video but like literally, it's just work is exhausting. And then you try to relax and it's like, what if you just closed your eyes and didn't let your brain function at all? And you're like, okay. I took a nap yesterday at 9 p.m. I was like, because I didn't want to go to sleep for the full night. I wanted to like stay up late and do things, but I was like, okay, I'll just take a tiny nap. And I woke up at like ten thirty. It's like, all right, I guess I could stay up now. But I, I don't know. I, I I thought I had control of my body and understood how it operated, and then <laughs> I don't know. It's just every time I think I know, I don't. So it is what it is. It's fine. But yeah, so I started playing Hades, and like the game is a lot of fun, and I it just. Is. Like, immediately started falling asleep. So I was like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll play Hades tomorrow or, you know, when I'm dead and can play all the video games I want to play. Um, I don't know. It seems like uh, I can't really do... Can't play any games. But you bought Hades. And what do you think of it? I am loving it so far. I also... I haven't played too much of it. I think I've played, like, maybe a total of an hour. Um, but I think it's really good so far. Um, I The combat is super, like... I don't know. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's just well done. Like, it's very satisfying. Um, it's not frustrating like Dead Cells is frustrating because every time you die, you come back and like you get to hear new dialogue from all these characters and you kind of like develop the story and progress. Um, it great. Now we're slamming outside my window. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Got a whole all the New York sounds. Bada bang. We bada can bowl. barely hear it, Ahmed. It's okay. I can hear Just it. Keep going. Loud and clear. Good. Um. So yeah, I I think it's really great. Um, it doesn't feel as frustrating because it feels like you progress a lot more quickly. Like, you actually get really useful power-ups early on to make you feel pretty powerful and, and uh, you know, get a pretty good deal far before dying immediately. Um, so it's good. I think I made it to, like, the first boss and lost, and I was like, okay, this will be my this will be my cutoff, and then I haven't played again. But I do plan on it. What weapon are you using? Did you, did you get far enough that you have different weapons or no? Yeah, I got the bow and arrow, and I prefer to use that a lot. I like the bow and arrow a lot. Yeah. So I started using that as well. That's cool. Wow. Ahmed playing indie games. Who is he? You wouldn't believe it. I also played a whole bunch. Sorry to cut you off. And here you were going to talk about what you played. But I also played a bunch That's of. That's fine. Go ahead. A bunch of What the Golf. Uh, and I think I'm almost done with it. I'm Because the levels, like, they go, they count down from 10. So I'm on, like, level 3, I think. Yeah. So and then I have, like, 2 and 1. Uh, so what do you think so far? It's great. It's hilarious. Like, it still remains hilarious. The portal levels were really cool. Um, the super hot levels are really cool. Like, all yeah. the d- different... It's just so creative. It's really, really well done. I'm glad that you finally listened to me on, like, some of these things. Now, <laughs> had Triband not done what they did, would you have bought the game? Probably not, because you just tell me that I keep... You know... Rab- rab- probably not. Yeah. You're right. That's correct. Right. They got one sale. See? It's good. <laughs> they did. Listen, Triband, you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed that game, and there's... A lot of other indie games I think you'd enjoy if you uh, expanded your horizons and and widened your palette. But instead, you choose to just you know. It's just because that. my backlog of games is so ridiculously long. You have to trim some off and just agree to it with yourself. Just have a conversation. Say, Ahmed, listen. I have trimmed. I'm like, okay, I'm probably never gonna play this realistically. Next, but then like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. What did you trim down? You said, oh, okay, I beat Assassin's Creed One. Maybe I'm not going to beat two, uh, three, <laughs> Brotherhood, Revelation. All the Assassin's Creed games are off my list. I've trimmed, I don't know, like, the Mass Effect games. I've just, like, come to the conclusion I'm never going to, like, play those. Dead Space, I'm never going to play those. Like, just all these old games. Just play just play Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 will actually hold off <laughs> so that you can rebuy them when they remaster them. Apparently, they're remastering them, so oh, that you can great, rebuy good. them again. I already own them. It's fine. But whatever. But you, could, <laughs> but you don't own the highest fidelity versions. <sighs> I don't care at this point. It's never going to happen. That is such a bullshit lie. Anyways, I also played Fall Guys with you. That was fun. They made it a little bit harder. I don't think it's substantially harder. Uh, People seem to think that it is. We played some Overwatch. I played a lot of Overwatch this week as a de-stressor, which has been good. I got the Tracer comic skin, which was nice. Uh, What else? Oh, I played Super Mario 3D All-Stars some more. And what I've realized, and I don't remember if I talked about this or not, I started playing Super Mario 64, and I forgot how much nostalgia I had for that game. Like, I didn't forget how much nostalgia I had. I forgot how much I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I also booted up Super Mario Sunshine, which... Me and Super Mario Sunshine, we're in a weird place. Like, I love the game. (laughs) 
I love all Mario games, if we're being honest. But I got the GameCube so late in the game that I was able to pick up Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Brothers Melee, uh, or Super Smash Brothers Melee, excuse me, and all a lot of the like great the greats of the GameCube era for really cheap. I think I bought like the GameCube for fifty bucks or whatever it was when it was super super cheap. Um, and I got a whole bunch of these games. Really, I really enjoyed them, but I never got like deep, 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 deep into Sunshine to the point that I beat it. Right? I think I've beat most other Mario games with the exception of probably Sunshine. So I started playing it. It runs great. It obviously it was played. It's a little bit different from Super Mario 64 and Super Mario uh, uh, Galaxy, where Galaxy you kind of have to use motion controls a little bit, uh, slash touchscreen controls. Super Mario 64, you have to use the control stick in certain ways, but Sunshine plays the most like the Joy-Cons are made for, where it's it played on GameCube, um, and it's a super, super, super lot of fun. And I have been thoroughly enjoying my time with it, and I think... I don't even know how far I got, but I'm going to keep playing more of it, and I'm, I'm really enjoying taking a trip back down memory lane and, and hopefully beating that game. Um, but yeah, I, I realize it's $60 for three games, but they're such good games that, like, if you're going to buy ports of something, or we'll say shitty ports or shitty remasters, you should buy these games because they're a ton of fun. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that you can take them portable is is almost worth the price of admission alone. So, that's good. Right. I have to I have to get back into it. I haven't picked them up since I first played on stream that one day. Um, but maybe maybe in the in the winter time when it's nice and cold and all I want to do is go to a tropical island, Isle Delfino. So dumb. <laughs> it's true. Um, hey, I'll tell you what, so um, not really breaking news, but Gamefly does sales and they do very very often they do uh, used sales, which pretty much is just they they take the um, the case and everything at the time when they're renting it out, and they set them aside. So then when they're like trimming down, we'll say like Resident Evil Three, and they're not doing as many rentals of Resident Evil Three, and they have thousands of copies. They sell hundreds of them with the case to try to get as much value back as they can. And some of their sales are really good. Like I just saw, I just got a notification. I guess Man Eater is down to like fourteen bucks. And the shark you game? definitely try that game. Yeah, the shark. How's game. it already on sale? Didn't it just come out like two months ago? Yeah, it came out not too long ago. Fourteen ninety nine on PS4. You should absolutely get that game. That's crazy. I'll so consider it. That's uh, that's my two cents for the uh, for the episode here. My my deal story. Also, aside from everything I mentioned, we're on season three of Glee. So <laughs> roast roast away. <laughs> no one's roasting anymore. It's fine. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Look right. me in the eyes and tell me you're not going to roast me about it. I might. You could be watching Avatar: The Last Airbender like a nerd like me. And that's correct. You could be, but alas. <laughs> Anyways, what have you been doing besides playing Hades and Fall Guys and all the other things that I took your thunder for? Yes, um, I mean we didn't. I don't think we ever got to play Overwatch together this week, but I did play a bunch, um, and I like finished all my competitive. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> the competitive um, qualifications. What's the word? Qualifiers. Is it called? But it's not officially called qualifiers. I feel like that's the wrong word. But whatever. Those things, just so I can like get my the placements. That's what it is. I finished all my placements, <laughs> so that now I could just so not dumb. touch Overwatch for like a month and play other games that I actually need to play. Um, Seriously, that's what you do. You just go and you get your placements, and for you're talking about for competitive, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I I, I did place a little low. So like towards the end of the season, the season ends in like 37 days or something like that. Like I have plenty of time. Towards the end of the season, I'll go in and like try to raise my rank. To get like the higher rank, so I can get the better competitive points, so I can get more golden guns. Whatever. Anyways, I'm done with Overwatch for a while. Um, I really want to focus on. Uh, You're such a liar. That's listen. I really want to focus on beating. Lying to our listeners. Oh my god. Let me finish. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Since you cut me off, I got I got my revenge <laughs> on you. What are you gonna focus on? Tell us. Focusing on beating Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm officially over 50% complete with. Um, I really want to beat that in the next few days, so that. Um, Come October, I can really focus on... Why did I say it like that? October. <laughs> Come October, I can really <laughs> focus on all the horror games that are that are on my list that have bumped to the top of the list because October's preseason. Um, so things like Resident Evil 2. Uh, I don't even remember what's on the top of the list or off the top of my head. Um, Wolf Among Us, obviously, that's already... In, that's kind of... It's not horror, but it's horror, Jason. Uh, Resident Evil 2, Hellblade, um, Doom, Metro 2033, which I never actually got around to playing. Um, Little Nightmares, I know, is like a indie game that has a, a sequel announced that looks pretty cool. Um, 
So, yeah, that's what I'm focusing on for October. Um, I'm sure Metro is going to fall off your list just like Assassin's Creed did. Go on. It might. We'll see. I, I remember playing it a while ago and being like, oh, this is cool. And then I just never played it again for, like, not because I didn't like it, but we'll see. Because I know it's. You said it's Metro, Metro 2033, right? Yeah, the not first Metro one. Exodus. The first yeah. one, yeah. It's definitely going to fall off. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, um, I haven't done much else. I finished season three of Legend of Korra. I'm on season four officially. So then I can watch all the, the horror things that are coming out on Netflix. Like Haunting of Bly Manor, which is coming soon, and that new show, Ratch, that everyone's talking about, um, which is also on Netflix. Um, I did download the Ghost Runner demo. So Ghost Runner is a game that's coming out next month, and it's kind of like a cyberpunk-themed Mirror's Edge, where you're like constantly running across rooftops and doing like acrobatic feats and slashing people with a sword. Um, I did hear about this. Okay. Yeah. So I downloaded a demo, and I was just playing it right before we recorded. Um, and it plays really well. Um, it's kind of... I don't know if I'm just stupid, but it seems like it's really difficult. <laughs> but um, but I'm into it. It's 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 got a very fun aesthetic, like that night cyberpunk city kind of thing. Um, so it's interesting that it's coming out like the, in the same time frame as cyberpunk. But they're two very different games. This is more like a linear, you know, wall running, sword slinging, ec- extremely gory kind of thing. Whereas cyberpunk is like I don't know GTA in the in the year 2077. So um, regardless was pretty fun go try out the demo if you have a pc that can handle it um i don't think it's too too taxing um i'm sure you can run it on lower settings but that is about it for what i did can't wait to beat horizon zero dawn after this episode (laughs) i am so excited for you to beat that game that game is so good i was scrolling through twitter and saw that there were like horizon zero dawn themed like funko pops and that just came out like they just released a whole bunch of uh, Funkos for PlayStation characters. That's cute. And I remembered how much I absolutely loved Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm so excited for the sequel. Yes, I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, yeah, uh, now that I'm like really kind of in the swing of it, I know exactly what to do. I know like to not waste time doing nonsense things because at first I would always like fight every monster I encountered, and I'm like, there's really no reason for this. I could just move on. Yeah, but it's fun. It's like <laughs> it is fun, especially as you get to the later ones. You you go through and you start fighting some of the larger uh, monsters and stuff like that, oh my like God. dinosaurs, the robots, whatever the hell you want. Storm birds. Those are the absolute worst. Yeah, they really are. Like, so what I didn't realize is that in the preview or in the trailer for the second one, Aloy is riding one of the birds. Oh, interesting. Which and it was like, oh, it introduces uh, flying mounts, and I was like, what? Because then apparently uh, a gorilla went on, on the record and said, oh, yeah, well, with the power of PS5, we can do flying mounts now. And then they're like, hey, it's coming to PS4. And it's like, oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I guess it's just not going to have it's gonna have like extreme pop-in. You're not going to be able to see the map below you when you're flying. Yeah. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Anyways. Um, All right, well, great. Well, I'm glad that we went through everything that... Uh, that we've done. Yes. So let's move into some depressing news, starting with the Hot Pots and Entertainment. <laughs> You're going to take the first one, because I don't want to talk any more about this depressing topic. It's fine. You could take the second one, which is also a depressing topic. Um, I know. Black Widow has officially been pushed to 2021. No, it will not be coming to Disney+, Plus as Mulan did. Um, they did say that Mulan was kind of a one-time thing. I guess they just... I don't know. They couldn't... They didn't want to push other things back whatever that's such a crock of shit but yes they did say it was a one-time thing but i mean everyone was like oh are they gonna keep their word and it looks like they probably are um so this one comes from hollywood reporter marvel's female superhero pick starring uh, scarlett johansson as black widow had been set to hit the big screen on november 6th it will now open may 7th 2021 uh in turn marvel shang chi and the legend of the ten rings is being pushed from its may 7th date to july 9th 2021 and eternals also has a new date um Steven Spielberg's West Side Story from 20th Century and Amblin is being delayed almost an entire year from December 20 or from December 18th to December 10th, 2021. Uh, Disney isn't giving up its seat at the 2020 Christmas table entirely and is relocating its 20th Century's Death on the Nile from October 23rd to December 18th. I don't even know what that is. Um, Black Widow's exit from the early November calendar is bad news for exhibitors who need tent poles as they reopen, uh, considering they've literally only gotten tenant. Uh, one bit of good news for theater owners, though, is that Pixar's Soul is still sticking to its November 20th theatrical release date, which is surprising. Um, there's your second or premiere access movie. Is it going to be? Do you think? There, there's been there's been a lot of rumors saying that 
uh, they've been contemplating putting Soul on Disney Plus, but I I don't know. I I feel like they might. But I we'll would happily pay thirty dollars to have Soul and watch Soul because I've wanted to see this movie for as long as it's been announced, and it seems that the goalpost keeps moving. So yeah, this one I think would be a good one to put on Disney Plus, considering it's more of a family movie, so that like the one time thirty dollar fee doesn't seem as extreme because you know it's coming for the whole family. It's not like a horror movie that only one person or the parents can watch. Kind and of that's thing, how you know? they tried to market Mulan. Uh, but I feel Mulan, like, I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. but Mulan. But I feel like that's not a family type of movie. Like, like it, like it is. Like we watched it with family, yeah. but I, I don't know. It's not like a, a. I mean, I guess it kind of is a kids movie, but it's not a cartoon. Really, is what it is. Like it's not an animated film, um, where yeah. you can you know safely have the toddlers on your lap. Like maybe Mulan was a little too scary for like a three year old. Um, but anyway, um, so sticking to its November twentieth release date for now. Um, 20th Century's Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds, is keeping its December 11th date as well. Um, no, none of the films were mentioned as being sent to Disney Plus as Mulan was. Um, so that's where we're at now. Purely speculation on our part. Um, I I yeah. think that the stockholders reacted well to the Mulan releasing on Disney Plus thing. I don't know what the numbers look like. I have to read more into. It. I remember Disney stock going up after they announced that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we have I no torn the, because Disney Plus is a closed system. There's like no information. Like we have nothing to go off of whether it was a success or not. Right. And we have no idea if they will ever reveal if it was. Like you can almost assume if they don't say anything that it wasn't a success. Whereas right. they would tout it as a success if it was. So who knows? We'll see Agreed. at the next shareholders so, meeting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And we uh, we won't be attending any meetings held by Disney bigwigs for a long time because D twenty three twenty twenty one has been postponed to D twenty three twenty twenty two. I'm low key happy because it's going to be on even years now. <laughs> I never liked that it was on odd numbered years, but anyway, uh, I I hear you and I agree with you. <laughs> um, it's going to be held from September 9th to the eleventh, twenty twenty two, and they claim that they'll be celebrating the Walt Disney Company's hundredth anniversary in bigger ways than ever before, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we all kind of knew D23 was going to be not happening next year because we would have had tickets in hand, well, not in hand, tickets virtually ordered by now, um, and that has come and gone, and it would be typically either July, no, June, July, or August of next year. So it's interesting that they moved it to September. Um, part of me wants to say that that's like, following the year-over-year thing where they keep moving in a month for some reason, the other part of me thinks that they pushed it as late as possible to try to make sure that everything is okay by then. I didn't even notice. Like, I don't know why that didn't compute in my head that it was in not the summer. Um, yeah. But I guess it doesn't really matter. Like, it's, it is what it is, whatever. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do. Everything is canceled, <laughs> and just have to come to terms with that for now. It's and awful. even though it sucks... It is what it is. I think this was probably just the lowest risk move, and this way they'll have new things to actually announce, considering there hasn't been much being done, at least to our knowledge, um, you know, during COVID and whatnot. So this kind of is like the most risk-free option. Like there will, there is much more like higher likelihood of there being a viable vaccine by then. There's much more high likelihood of them not having to like enforce any crazy social distancing rules, which makes it a lot easier to plan and probably costs a lot less because they can go off previous planning rather than having to come up with a whole new set of criteria, yada, yada, yada. So totally understandable and um, probably for the better. So, yeah, it's good. No, I, I get it. It still sucks, but I get it. Yep. Speaking of things that suck. <laughs> so this is kind of confusing because I was like, didn't we? I like vaguely remember having talked about this in the past. So. Resident Evil is getting a CGI show on Netflix, um, but it is a separate thing than a previously, previously announced Resident Evil Netflix show with a totally original story and characters and is live action. So this is a CGI show that's coming in 2021, totally separate from the other live action thing that they announced with its own original characters. And this one is starring, um, what's their face? Oh my God, Leon Kennedy and and Claire Redfield, um, from who are characters that we know from the games. So, this one comes from IGN. As part of the Capcom Tokyo Game Show Live 2020 stream, the show's executive producer Hiroyuki Kobayashi announced Resident Evil: Infinite Darkness, which is a CGI episodic series coming to Netflix in 2021. Um, Netflix describes the series as um, 
three years after the 2017 CG film Resident Evil Vendetta, which I didn't even know existed, to be honest. Um, technology has further evolved, creating the groundwork... There's so many of them. Right? Creating groundwork for a new series and unprecedented full 3D CG animation. Uh, since the first game was released in 1996 on Sony PlayStation, Resident Evil series is nearing its 25th anniversary, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, it'll... series will be based around two popular characters, Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield. By adding suspense into dynamic action scenes, the series will reveal a Resident Evil world unlike anything we've seen before. So basically what I'm hearing is it'll just be a long series of cutscenes from the video games. Um, yeah, I... I struggle with the Resident Evil series because, like, the games are good. The movies have all been terrible. They're going to be a little silly. <laughs> I saw... Yeah. There was a clip on Twitter circulating, and it was like, the fight scenes in Resident Evil are so ridic- ridiculous. And it's like these two characters, I don't know who they are or what game it's in, but they're, like, rolling around each other, like, shooting and missing every single bullet. They must have shot, like, 20 rounds into each other and missed every single one. Like, the choreography was so ridiculously over the top. So oh my I'm sure this will be just as ridiculous. So the um, funny thing about yeah. this is the TGS Live 2020 stream, uh, the Capcom stream, I should say, people were all excited, and then I guess they, like, I don't know when they did, but they just ended up recycling this panel from uh, for Resident Evil 8, and there was, like, no new footage, and, like, the minute it started, people were like, oh, it's the same thing, and they all stopped watching. Yikes. And they also announced this, I guess, I don't know, I saw some stuff going on about Twitter. But anyway, speaking of other things that are going to be hot garbage, <laughs> The Lion King 2, yes, the live-action film is happening. Uh, so I don't know who decided this was a good idea, but I guess the Lion King 1 live action did very well. I, once again, I don't know who said that, but uh, this one comes from IGN, who says, Disney's developing a follow-up to its photorealistic remake of the Lion King, with Moonlight director Barry Jenkins attached to helm the project. I guess Barry was looking for something a little less uh, successful. Um <laughs> According to Deadline, Jeff Nathanson, who scripted the last installment, is returning to write the follow-up, which will be a continuation of the 2019 film. While specific story details are being kept under wraps for now, it is understood that the next Lion King film will, quote, further explore the mythology of the characters and stick its claws into Mufasa's origin story. So is it One not going to be say about this, Kovu? No, it, says, it sounds like it's an original story. Mm. So I will err on the side of caution and say, this might actually be good if it's an original story. Maybe. It'll probably be bad, but maybe it's good. I feel like so, the story wasn't the issue with the remake, though. It was like watching a nature the story documentary. The was the issue. <laughs> it was, I was like, what? Sorry? It was like watching a nature documentary where they like had voiceovers. And I was like, okay. I don't know. Yeah, but the problem was they shoehorned the original movie into the live action. So that's the problem that I have with it. I don't know. Maybe this will be better. I don't know. I'm going to say it's not going to be better. You know what's going to be great, though? This is a hot top, fresh off the presses that we missed. Comes as an exclusive from Deadline earlier today. The Borat sequel was acquired by Amazon Studios. Sasha Baron Cohen film will bow on Prime Video right before Election Day. Oh, wow. Anyways... (laughs) So, I am so excited. It's coming out late October to Amazon Prime Video subscribers. And for those of you not paying attention, uh, the new Borat film is called Borat, Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Perfect. Great. I can't wait. Oh, actually, that was apparently a leak, so maybe it's not Maybe it's not actually called that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's coming to... Uh, it was a leak from the Writers Guild, so... I'm pretty sure it is, but if Amazon's got it and they're putting it up, maybe they'll just call it Borat 2 or something. Um, who knows? Anyway, that's exciting. <laughs> I'm excited for got, you. I've never seen Borat. I don't really I got a kick it, out of Borat. That was like prime, like dumb humor age. So it really was. Like around the time of like Jackass and all those. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I always I always found it to be hilarious, but anyway. I'm happy for We'll you. see how the next one is. <laughs> Hopefully it just makes fun of Mike Pence the whole time. Yeah. We'll see. One can only dream. Anyways, shall we jump into Hot Pods video games? I suppose we could. I suppose. So Take a trip to the moon, or to the Luna, perhaps? <laughs> La Luna? One of the greatest Pixar short films? Um, Amazon it Luna. Really is. It really is. Amazon Luna was announced. Um, this one, it was funny, because when Paul first like shared it, he was like, ha ha, this is going to be a joke. And then I was like, wait, this actually looks like it could be viable. But it still might could be a joke. We'll see. So... Amazon Luna is there. Never forget how hyped you were for Stadia. That's all I'm going to say. That's correct. The pricing model was wrong. So this is where Amazon Luna wins. So Amazon Luna is is, is uh, Amazon's new cloud streaming gaming service um, where you can basically subscribe to different channels 
of libraries of games, if that makes sense. So like Amazon's main uh, channel, and I guess what you have to subscribe to, like the, the main package is called Luna Plus. That'll be offered at a $5.99 introductory price and has over 100 games currently. Um, and then other channels, the only other channel that has been announced was the Ubisoft channel. Pricing has not been announced for how much that would be as an add-on, but think of it as kind of like, you know, adding Showtime or, or HBO to your Hulu subscription. Um, you'd get that channel, and then you'd get all Ubisoft games available on launch day. So think of it as Game Pass, um, but like you get to kind of pick and choose what developers or what channels, so to speak, you want to subscribe to. Um, so that's different than Stadia, or as opposed to Stadia, where you need to buy each individual game on top of the monthly fee that you pay for the service. Um, so this, it's just one monthly fee, and you get access to all the games, which is great. Um, it'll be available on PC, Mac, iOS, and Android later at a later date. Um, support for up to 4K and 60 FPS for select titles, so not all titles, but it's available for, for the ones that support it. Um, the only thing you need to buy is the controller, which has a $49.99 introductory price and looks suspiciously just like the uh, Switch Pro controller. Um, exactly but like the Switch Pro controller. It's, yeah, it's basically the same thing with like a purple color scheme. Um, and one other thing that gives it a, a step up against Stadia is that it's actually just running on Windows and NVIDIA GPUs. Um, which means that basically any game that's available on PC can be brought to Luna easily. Um, this is as opposed to Stadia, which is like running on Linux and it's a custom architecture. So like developers actually have to code for Stadia, which can take weeks of development um, and is not really sustainable or, or fun for developers to do, I guess, um, when they already have to worry about so many other platforms. So this one, if you already have it running on Windows, then it's available to have on Luna if the developer wants it, I guess, or the publisher wants it. Um, but yeah, according to Jason Schreier, he kind of had the same reaction as I did. Um, so quote his tweet, he said, Amazon's new Luna streaming service is well positioned to beat Stadia by charging a single monthly subscription for unlimited access to all games. Google's decision to sell Stadia games piecemeal and have a monthly subscription remains baffling. Um, so this could be good. Uh, the one thing that I did see is that the, so they announced like the technical specifications of, uh, of how it's running, what hardware it's running on. It's running on something called the NVIDIA T4 GPU, which is like a server level GPU. Um, but it's apparently, it's while it's running on the same architecture as the previous generation, like RTX 2080 cards, which are still super powerful, um, it has a way lower uh, wattage, like a, a total power delivery, whatever rating. Um, so people are wondering how well it'll be able to run at 4K60 and whether the select titles or just the games that have like lower graphics capabilities. Um, so. It's all just speculation. It'll we'll, it'll see how it works in a, in a cloud environment, I guess. Uh, maybe they've optimized it to, or like, you know, they do that thing, the SLI, where they like connect two graphics cards to make them more powerful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But um, regardless of graphical yes. fidelity, it does look exciting in terms of streaming and definitely a competitor to, to all digital systems like the um, Series X with game, or Series S with Game Pass um, specifically, because this one you'd have to buy the controller. Right. No, I totally agree. So I think this is super exciting. Looking more into it, um, I do think that this is a very... Strategically, this is a very good move on Amazon's part because they're going directly for Stadia, where Stadia has crashed and burned, they've learned from it, and they come out with this now. Now, that being said, I think that Microsoft is going to take this model and they're going to factor this into a Game Pass something, right? So think about it. Like you just said, it kind of got me thinking. You add Showtime to your Hulu subscription... Disney slash Hulu doesn't own Showtime, but they can offer that as an additive. So what if they were to say, okay, hey, and we'll get into it a little bit about EA next coming to Game Pass, but what if they said, hey, you want Ubisoft games? Tack on $10 a month to your subscription. You can have access to every every Ubisoft game day and date, right? They're continuing to make Game Pass more and more attractive to potential buyers, but or potential, uh, potential subscribers, I should say, excuse me. But it's no secret that Ubisoft games are just so big that I don't think they want to get into the subscription. But seeing that they're jumping in with Luna here convinces me that there's a possibility that they may jump in with Game Pass or otherwise. I would imagine so. that because Game Pass is such a direct competitor that the contract between Luna, between Amazon and Ubisoft is gives them exclusivity here. I thought about that too, and that'd be unfortunate if that, that's the case. But I would, I would absolutely pay... Maybe five to ten dollars or whatever that looks like per month. I mean, five dollars would be extremely attractive, but I'm sure it would be a little bit more expensive than that because games aren't free to make. Um, but if you think about it, it's like okay, Ubisoft games. You think about like okay, um, Watch Dogs is coming out, Assassin's Creed is coming out. That's two games. 
and they've got a host of other games coming out um, between or that have come out. If you have access to all those plus day and date releases, ten dollars a month. You figure that's two games a year. You probably would have bought that, and then you get access to everything else as well. That's a pretty good deal for ten dollars a month. But yeah. we'll see what it all comes out to be. It'll be interesting to see what it comes out to with Luna, and then that you can kind of gauge what they may potentially charge in the future. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're going to see more and more of this. The only thing that concerns me about this, like we're seeing a little bit with Game Pass now, like I thought about the other day, like when they said uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was coming to Game Pass, I'm like, oh, sell my copy, get it out, I have it on Game Pass now, and now it's like, hey. Red Dead Redemption's gone as of September 1st. So now I'm like, what if I ever want to play Red Dead Redemption 2 again? Like, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. So that kind of stinks. And that'll continue to happen with all of these subscription services. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't rely on the subscription service having the game that you want always. Um, like, the first-party games obviously are safe. Like, the any, any Microsoft-owned studio game title that's on Game Pass is safe. Um, Amazon doesn't really have too many games. If I think they have, like, two or three. Um under their own game studios but um yeah any of the third-party games you you can't rely on them always being available on a subscription it's kind of like netflix like things come and go from netflix all the time but the netflix originals are always going to be there um so just something to be to be careful of like if you're really looking forward to or really enjoy a certain game that's available on game pass but isn't published by microsoft maybe maybe invest in the full copy and support the developer um, and that's and that's where like Game Pass you get I think a ten percent discount so exactly yep you know which is nice so I don't know we'll see how it plays out uh, I signed up to be part of the like early access people just to see what they would do like if they actually you know what the option is like it might be like a free trial or something who knows I don't know or like a uh, something cheaper than the introductory rate I don't know I think we'll see those rates are for that early access. I think. Oh, anyways, I'm not paying fifty dollars for a controller. Because <laughs> um, at launch, realistic is probably going to be like more in line with you know other controllers with like sixty or seventy. So, right, that's true. Know, but Amazon sponsor us. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. So we we talked a little bit about subscription. Subscri- yeah, wow, subscription services. I don't know why I always mess up those two words: subscription and services. It's a lot so of we talked a little bit about those. It is. We talked about EA Play coming to Game Pass. Well, now we have a date. So this one comes from IGN. Microsoft has officially announced that EA Play will be arriving on Xbox consoles for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members on November 10th, 2020. For those of you not paying attention to Living Under a Rock, that is the same day as the launch of the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. As revealed on Xbox Wire, members with an Ultimate or Xbox Game Pass for PC subscription will also be able to download and play games from EA Play this December, although no specific date was given. Microsoft also reiterates that these that all of these games available on EA Play will be available for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members to play on Android devices via the cloud. Super cool. Um, an EA Play membership, previously known as EA Access and Origin Access on PC, unlocks full access to over 60 EA games, including FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, Need for Speed Heat, Battlefield 5, and the Mass Effect games and the Sims series. It also provides free trials of up to 10 hours for brand new games not currently part of the membership, including the upcoming FIFA 21. So the 10-hour trials are really cool. Uh, when they decide to offer them, I'm pretty sure they didn't offer it for Jedi Fallen Order, which is ridiculous, but that's another story. Yeah, no, um, I think that's a completely new thing for EA Play specifically. The 10-hour trial. No, they, they've been doing they've been doing the 10-hour trials. Really? So, yeah, hmm. they, they've done them before. Um, but for whatever reason, everyone's like, oh, I don't have to buy Jedi Fallen Order. I'm just going to play the 10 hours on my, on my trial. And then they're <laughs> like, hey, we're not doing a trial. And we're like, okay. But, like, you definitely can't beat that game in 10 hours. I feel like it took 20. Maybe it did. Yeah, no, I don't think you can. That's the whole point, is that you play it for 10 hours. You're like, oh, my gosh, I love this game. I need to buy it. So Exactly. I don't know. Jedi Fallen Order is absolutely worth every penny. Everybody should play it. Yes. Good game. It was very, very well done. And this one, this way I can try Need for Speed Heat, because I have no intention of buying it, but I would like to try it out. seems like fun. (laughs) You and your racing games. They're fun. What can I say? I don't know. But, so, on that note, we've got... Two more stories here. Oh Why don't God. you take the next one, or I'll take the last one. Actually, going to have a short episode? No. Lord knows we're going to ramble for 20 minutes somehow. Some way, somehow, we're going to do it. No, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Light news week. Um, so Xbox Series X and S, the one terabyte storage expansion, has officially been listed on Best Buy. We now know the price. It will retail for a full $219.99 US dollars, which is not terribly surprising considering considering that's a lot to say about that it's not terribly surprising it's not terribly surprising but the internet is a flame it is so 
This is wild. We reported on this before, didn't we? About it being like leaked out. Before? I don't. I don't remember. I don't think we did. Uh, maybe we did. I, don't I know. very, I very vividly remember saying the internet is a flame, but maybe that was about something else. It might have been about something else. I don't remember. Um, but it's wild considering the fact that the Xbox Series S is two ninety nine ninety nine, and so the storage is like over sixty percent of your original entry cost, um, which is crazy. So the for reference on the actual Xbox Series X, and I guess both DS as well. Um, uh, they haven't tested the S. This was from IGN's preview of the Series X specifically. Um, there are 802 gigabytes of usable storage space um, of that one terabyte that you have. So, I don't know. The rest of it's gone to system processes and whatnot. Um, so, that's, you know, for reference. I'm assuming that the one terabyte expansion would have a little bit more because it's not carrying an operating system on it. Um, but... That leads me to think maybe the PS5 is advertised as 825 gigabytes because that's just the actual usable space. And so they're advertising that instead of saying it's one terabyte. I'm just hypothesizing because it would be really disappointing if they say, you know, it's 825 gigabytes and then you get it and you only have like 600 some gigabytes of usable space. Um, so no. Was that confirmed? Uh, or? It's, it's, a good, it's a good assumption, but no. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, so this one comes from Tweaktown? I don't know if this is reliable. But, they are. I've um, seen things about oh, PC GPUs. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. So the PlayStation 5 uh, SSD clocks in 825 gigabytes, which translates to roughly 768 gigabytes of usable storage. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so the 825 thing, I saw that same drive, I'm pretty sure, on Amazon, and it like literally shows like 825 gigabytes or something like that. Hmm. So it's it that's just the drive. Oh. It would be smart, but imagine like <laughs> going to the store and be like, "Can I have the PlayStation Five, like the eight hundred twenty-five gigabyte version or the four hundred twenty-seven version?" <laughs> like the really specific numbers. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess I was just being uh, optimistic there. I was like, "Oh, maybe it'll be." They're just advertising the usable space, but talking about rambling the whole storage thing is going to be a disaster this generation it so really is games are huge like apparently the miles morales they, they just said here spider-man miles morales ultimate edition for example clocks in at 105 gigabytes and takes up roughly 14 percent of the available 756 gigabytes that's even bigger than cyberpunk cyberpunk's like 70 something gigabytes and that's, well, that's like spider-man and miles morales oh that's both of them yeah but that's like games are huge now like that basically means you can have roughly eight games if that installed at any one time on your xbox series x like eight like triple a games right <laughs> like, it's it's frustrating i guess um it's more so frustrating for people with slow internet that have to constantly like download and maybe they're on meter connections and they can't download as much i don't know it's gonna be uh but like like I said, the the price of two hundred twenty for the one terabyte of expansion storage is not um, too too surprising, considering it's PCIe Gen four. So let's get a little nerdy here, and this is how we're gonna ramble and finish out the hour of the episode. Um, PCI Express Gen three is like the most commonly found form today, and that has limited reading and write speeds. Like your the the drive itself can be super fast, but the the read and write speed of PCI Express three is like what's bottlenecking there um so pci express gen 4 opens that up there's more lanes for information to flow back and forth between the storage and the system and thus it runs a lot faster but not all solid state drives are gen 4 compatible so this drive is gen 4 compatible and those when you look at them up for like for your pc or your laptop and you want to upgrade um they are expensive so the fact that the one terabyte expansion is 220 um is not too surprising because i think a one terabyte for your PC is roughly uh, 200 or something. Um, and this one is just a little bit more customized. It's not like a, a plain old chip like you would get for your computer. It's has it's like a, a fancy-looking memory card, really. It's kind of like we're reverting to the days of memory cards. Literally. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. It sucks. It's expensive. I'm not, I'm not defending <laughs> that this isn't expensive, but it's just the reality of storage, and it's required for your Xbox Series games. I guess I'll just say Xbox Series. Yeah, like, the optimized. Well, yeah. you can. I think you can play. You can play any backwards compatible game. Xbox One, three sixty, whatever. They could be on a regular old hard drive. Right, 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 right. Yes, 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 yes. Um, right. But any new game has to be running on the new storage. 
in order to be optimized correctly because like it's not just loading times it's also like i guess developers when they're making games with certain aspects for example ratchet and clank where you're like teleporting between worlds it's made with this faster load speeds in mind and so it literally wouldn't be able to run as intended um like not just loading faster but like game mechanics could break as a result of the longer read times so what i think i mean it's interesting because when you look at the breakdown like i'm looking at this tweet town article there when you look at the ps5 and the xbox series line the hard drives are like the hard drive in the ps5 is almost twice as fast as the one in the xbox one or the xbox series x yeah so it'll be interesting to see how much the ps5 expansions are be even worse. It's oh my god! Yeah, it's a mess. Well, hopefully Seagate's the first one out of the gate. Haha. Ha. <laughs> um, maybe maybe some of the other uh, folks will come out and it'll be you know cheaper. I don't know. Yeah, not. I'm sure there'll be a third party. Well, I guess the Seagate one's probably like the official one, but I'm sure there'll be like third party expansion cards that'll be made that'll be compatible. Um, there's nothing gonna nothing to stop third party people from making it. I don't think as long as it's fast enough. Right. Like it, it's right. it's not proprietary in the way that it, like a memory card is proprietary. It's just an SSD. So I don't know. We'll see. And well, I, I would say that the way they made it, the way the Seagate one is made, it's like in a square, which I've never seen that before. So yeah, it may be sort of custom. As long as I like, maybe the third party ones would be a little bit longer. But as long as it has that same plug, yes, which I'm yes, sure yes, that yes, yes, Xbox yes. would give you know accessory makers access to the designs and specifications for the plug, then it's fine. Right, that would be insane if they didn't. Um, okay, so the last article of the What the Fun cast, episode 93. This, uh, so obviously leading up to the launch of Next Gen, a lot of major media outlets do have the Xbox Series X, or at least what Microsoft calls a prototype of it. So we're starting to get some hands-on footage, some hands-on results of what this thing can actually do, and it's pretty astonishing what it can do. So looking, I pulled this from The Verge, uh, so Tom Warren over at The Verge has a unit in hand, and they're only allowed to talk about certain stuff right now, so the embargo just lifted for like backwards compatibility. So very smart on Microsoft's part because there's a lot of negative talk in the, in the Sony space about, you know, is it is the system even backwards compatible? Like, can you play PS4 games on it? And, like, Sony has come out and said, oh, yeah, you can. You Like, all the PS4 games we've tested, like 96 or 7 or 8 or 9% of them work. Um with the exception of a few. So, whatever. Anyways, a lot of good positive press around um, around backwards compatibility for Xbox Series X and S. Yes. So, obviously, the Xbox Series X was the only one that was tested here. Just to give you some ideas, though, they went through on load times. Once again, this has to be on the, the solid-state drive internal to the Xbox Series X to be able to get these performance benefits. Uh, some of the... Let's see. Some of the crazier ones... I mean, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, Xbox Series X loads in 16 seconds, Xbox One X in 21 seconds. Nothing too crazy, but when you jump down to, like, Sea of Thieves, which would normally load in a minute and 21 seconds on the Xbox One X, loads in 20 seconds on the Xbox Series X. Um, Destiny 2 now loads in 43 seconds compared to a minute and 52 seconds, almost two minutes. So that's over a minute in savings. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of interesting ones. Outer Worlds la- launches in six seconds. Compared to Xbox One X's 27 seconds. Um, a lot of talk about quick resume. Quick resume, you pretty much jump back and forth between games. I think they said it takes about like 8 to 10 seconds total to jump between two games. Uh, and it's literally picking up directly from where you left off. So it's, okay, I'm pausing Call of Duty and I'm jumping into Ori in the Will of the Wisps or Ori in the Blind Forest. Right from where I left off, like right from where I paused the game at. So... That's pretty cool because I think a lot of people have wanted that. I know I've wanted that. Um, and overall, it's a much faster Xbox. I, there's a lot of footage out there. Great video done by Digital Foundry. Go take a look at it. A lot of games have been upscaled and up to 60 frames per second. So um, a game like Grand Theft Auto 4, having launched on the Xbox 360, is now playing in 4K 60 FPS on the Xbox Series X with no frame drops uh, at all. And they've done that with a lot of different games. And they've also incorporated something called Auto HDR, which automatically applies HDR through like AI um, analysis and algorithms, stuff like that, which is really cool. So take a look at the Digital Foundry video. It's about 26 minutes long. It's kind of a long video, but they go through all these different games. And the major media outlets are part of a preview program. So they have access to 
Um, a lot of games, I don't know what the full extent is, but I've seen a lot of footage on Destiny, Sea of Thieves, Final Fantasy XV, um, Hitman, Grand Theft Auto 4. So they're kind of, Microsoft is kind of pushing some of the reporters, I think, to certain games to showcase, like, really, like, the real crazy benefits of some of these games. But definitely go check it out because it's very impressive and it's uh, it's pretty astonishing to see what they're doing with some of these extremely old games. And by extremely old, I mean Xbox 360 technically is extremely old in my book right now. It is. It's missed like two generations ago. Over 10 years ago. 13 years right. ago? Something like that? Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, but it is super impressive. I mean, the the actual like graphical fidelity is... Like it's not gonna, you're not gonna suddenly like be like, oh wow, this game looks like it was made yesterday. Like it's obviously not gonna improve that much, but like there's there's benefits in terms of anti-aliasing that's more improved. Obviously higher frame rates, obviously better load times. Um, so it's just an overall better experience, which is really cool because none of these games have necessarily been optimized um, for this. So that's good. Yeah, so. it's it's super interesting. Definitely go take a look. I hope that this pushes Sony to do a little bit more PS5 coverage because they literally come out two days apart. Sony being two days later than Xbox and or PlayStation coming out two days later than Xbox. So it would be nice to see some of the benefits and to see like if on the first day of having my PlayStation 5, can I play Overwatch if I wanted to? Can I play any of these games that I own or what does that look like? And Sony's been kind of quiet on it, which is concerning. Um, and they haven't really shown anything that the user interface hasn't been shown. We're literally like a month and a half out from launch at this point, which is good. I'm excited, but I wish we had a little bit more footage. Yes, I'm, I mean, I'm sure everything will work fine. I'm sure, you know, Overwatch will boot up just fine on PS5 and might even see a frame rate boost, hopefully. Um, but I think... There was an article out there that said that, like, Sony had no intention of boosting the performance. But then, I don't know. Then I saw I read something else. Uh, let's see. Well, maybe it means that they have no intention of, like, optimizing. But, like, I'm sure... Well, I don't know. If it... I'm lying. It says right here from Screen Rant. The official PlayStation website has confirmed the PS5 will have a feature called Game Boost, which will improve the frame rate of some PS4 and PSVR games, making them faster and smoother. Okay. Sony hasn't revealed which games will receive this treatment, but it's likely to include the company's first-party outings. There we go. Okay, yeah. I mean, so the reason that Xbox can do this, like, all the way back to Xbox 360 is because the architecture hasn't changed. The reason that PS4 never got PS3 backwards compatibility is because there was a vast change in architecture between PS3 and PS4. And now PS5 and PS4 are more in line. The architecture hasn't changed, and so backwards compatibility is easy. They don't have to, like, have a fancy emulator or anything, but that's the reason why we still don't have backwards compatibility to PS3 and earlier, because the architecture was so vastly different um, in comparison. So the fact that, like, because it's the the same architecture, the games won't be in, like, a super foreign environment, so they'll just have access to higher, to a more powerful GPU and thus be able to, to run faster, run better. Um, and that's the reason why you're seeing this happen with the Series X versus like Xbox 360 titles um, without optimization. But the more you know, I love nerd stuff. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So I'm looking at like, <laughs> once again, go back to Tweet Town. Um, <laughs> they looked at PlayStation.com source code and said they may reveal tidbits about PS5's backward compatibility, support with PS4 games. According to the source code, PS4 gameplay back on PS5 may not always be a smooth experience. The code mentions many instances of the PS5 and outlines bullet points, info on specific features and warnings about the console itself. Um, you might experience unexpected game behavior while playing this PS4 game on PS5 console. So they may be referring to uh, the 1% of PS4 games that would not be playable on PS5. Blah, blah, blah. Who knows? We'll see. I, I want to see... Something official come out hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes, yeah, I think that's just the reason that they haven't been adver. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, that they haven't been advertising backwards compatibility as much, just because I think they're still testing and verifying that certain games are are gonna run just as just as well. Um, yeah, but no, for sure. Yes. All right, we made it under the hour. F- Fifty-five minutes. Last thing that I want to mention, this is completely unrelated to anything. This isn't news at all. But if you're looking to get a whiff of some Pirates of the Caribbean water, <laughs> have I got the thing for you. This candle from magiccandlecompany.com. This is completely unsponsored. I'm just a shill. Um, <laughs> called the Pirate Life Candle. Oh, my God. It literally, like, it's as if they scooped the water, made it into wax, and that's just, you have the smell. I'm like, wow, yo-ho, yo-ho, Pirate's Life for me, huh? <laughs> it's so good 
It like, ugh, it's the perfect does thing. Does it smell like the water or does it smell like the ride? The ride. Like, it smells like you're in the ride, the show building. Like, you know how the water has a smell and, like, also the effects of the smell. I know exactly like cool what air. you're talking about. Like, when you first end something, like, dead man tells no. T-. Like, that area. It smells like that. Mm, it's so interesting. good. They also have a Haunted Mansion one, um, which I didn't really think the Haunted Mansion had a smell, but everyone in their reviews is like, they somehow have bottled the smell of a doom buggy, and I'm like, okay, interesting. You've got my attention. Haunted Mansion is like, it's like being in a very open room with the AC on just right. <laughs> it really is. I know exactly what we're talking about. It's like stepping into a cold subway car a little bit, like just a cold it, rush. It's like it's like perfect. You just sit down and you're like, all right, spooks, haunt me, <laughs> haunt me. I dare you. Um, but yeah, they have all kind of fun scents. Um, not just Disney, they have some stuff from Universal as well. They, But obviously nothing is marked as Disney Universal. It's all like very vaguely themed. So it's like flying over Orange Groves or flying over Fiji for like the sense from Soren or like Banshee oh. Flight for like Avatar. Um, they have all the, a bunch of different resorts. They have like the Polynesian, the Contemporary. They have like Autumn on Main Street, like all these different smells. I don't know if Autumn on Main Street is really going to smell anything more than like a fall candle will smell like. Um, right. But some of these are, the Pirates one is ridiculously spot on and like unlike any other candle you're like you're not going to find a candle at target that smells like this um so hi do you have a dirty water candle by any chance (laughs) it's like wait (sighs) just taking off it's i don't know it's like a like salty it's like salt water ish i don't know it's the bromine i guess there must be bromine here Yes, there probably is. Yeah, all in all, it's incredible. Ten out of ten would recommend if you're looking for a, a Disney fix during your. They quarantine do have, times. yeah, while you're quarantined at home, they do have one. Um, they do have one that's after the Christmas shop, which yes. I absolutely love that smell. I'm obsessed with that smell. They do have that. So, one. like, I walk in, I'm like, Christmas. Like, it smells so good. <laughs> uh, it's time. Go ahead. They have, like, Maybe. if you have a an oil warmer, like, those essential oil burners, they make oils as well. They're, like, poisonous. Oil diffusers are poisonous for cats. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Don't do that. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. So stick with the candles. They're not good for cats, so we... I think they're oil diffusers, yeah. I don't know. Essen- yeah, essential oils. Yeah, I think that's what they are. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Disney, I think we'd be remiss without mentioning that... Uh, very sad news today about 28,000 Disney employees being let go. So yes. uh, we wish nothing but the best for them in finding what's next. Uh, really shitty times. And unfortunately, that's just the fallout of uh, just everything going on and the pandemic and, and everything in between. So it's uh, really shitty news. My, my heart kind of sank a little bit when I saw the news because I think, you know, a lot of people are dramatic and like, Disney's never going to be the same, or Disney is literally the same right now. But I think they're all right. Disney will never be the same because there's so much that's been cut back on the... Uh, here, here's my spiel that'll take us over 55 or 59 <laughs> minutes. Um, the whole thing, they, they let go of the of the Grand Floridian band that have been together for 30 years. I mean, it's just all these little things that I guess they see as not needed anymore. Uh, it's just very unfortunate. And, you know, we want everything to be perfect. Um, obviously, the world is not perfect right now. Uh, never has been, quite frankly, and it's just it's sad, and it's unfortunate to see because these are real people that are losing their jobs that have to go to their families tonight and say, you know, hey, I lost my job and figure something out. So, twenty eight thousand people is a lot of people, and that's across Disneyland and Disney World. So, yes, it's it very unfortunate. Very unfortunate indeed. And yeah, obviously, you know, everything you said, wishing them the best. Um, and, you know, here's to hoping that eventually things will... I mean, I guess they're not going to go back to normal, but that they'll get better. Let's just hope that they get better. Sooner than later. Sooner rather than later. I can't even speak anymore, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yes. uh, it stinks, but I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, go just uh, take a huff of your pirate's candle and everything will be okay. <laughs> In that moment, everything smelled like bromine. Literally. All right. I think that is officially it for episode 93. Yes, 93 of What the Fun Cast. Oh, we're so close to 100. It's going to be so exciting. We should live stream it. It's going to be like right before Thanksgiving week, I think. I, I mapped it out last time, and I can't remember what it was. Okay, uh, Here, map it out right here. Let's see. 1, uh, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. November 17th. Ooh, okay. Very exciting stuff. We'll probably do a live stream. Mark the calendars. What? Mark your calendar. We'll probably do. We could probably do a live stream episode. Like, this exact setup, yeah. but... 
put it live could, on Twitch. We could do such things. And just ramble live. All right, cool. Well, we will see you guys soon. Thank you for all. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Um, this has been What the Funcast. Signing off. It's Paul and Ahmed signing off. Oh, my God. Peace. All right, all right. This has been Paul and Ahmed signing off. <laughs> Peace. Wait, that didn't sound right either. As I said, this has been. No, no, no. It's this. Are you still recording? Yes. <laughs> Should oh, okay. I just stop? Just making sure because I almost hit stop. We're oh, okay. at one hour on the dot. <laughs> anyway. No, it would have been different nice if I had things. to put the intro in anyway. All right. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.